This podcast is proudly brought to you by Cayuga Broadheads. As you know too well, the boys at Cayuga have tried, tested and proven uh, the quality of heads that they have. I highly suggest that if you're not already, you should be checking out your gear and the season is just around the corner. So, get onto the website, cayugabroadheads.com.au, put your order in, whether it's 125s, 150s or 175s in the pilot cuts or go the old school, why not? They're also proven. Jump on there, use the code HCDU10, get 10% off your order and change the outcome of your next hunt. Get on it, don't wait. I hope you're on the computer right now. Um, all right. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to Hunting Camp. We're in another episode in Western Australia. No, we're not. We're in the range of New South Wales. I have the South Wales boys with me. We're, uh, we got on too many beers last night, so we uh, decided to... Thought we'd better do this this morning, so... <laughs> Come back when we're a bit more uh, able of mind. <laughs> Um, well, boys, obviously, for, for those that don't know you, and to be honest with you, I, I mean, I've only just met Paul you know, yesterday and met Maxie down in uh, down Bathurst there for the, what were we down there for? Hall, Hall of, of fame. fame. That's right. Thing. Museum um, thing, yeah. Yeah, so we've probably had too many drinks down there and shared too many stories. So. It's a recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was lucky enough to, you know, sort of hear where you guys started, but um, tell us a little bit about, like, how much history you've kind of got in the sport because it, it goes way back when you were young fellas so yeah it does go way back i guess we got into it when we we're about 13 12 or 13 um yeah paul had a an infection in his big toe and was on crutches for six months six weeks or something like that couple yeah. of months two or three months have you still got it you still got the toe yeah it's still there That's right. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah he was on crutches and was looking around to do something that he didn't like a sport yeah that he didn't have to run around in and um yeah went out the archery club with another mate from school and that was the the first start and we grew up on 50 acres just out of town and had rabbits and foxes and stuff up the river so it was just a natural progression to start flinging arrows at critters running around yeah and yeah sort of we had a good good massively yeah 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 (laughs) we were lucky because like golden bowman back in the day was a pretty strong club it still is a strong club and there were some old legends, Roger Coe and Tony Osmond and those fellas who were, you know, the Giddens and yep. those guys who sort of took us under their wing and hmm. taught us the right way, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, we loved it. Every yep. second Sunday we were out there <laughs> shooting paper and talking. So we were 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about the same age as me. Yeah. I was a couple of years older, but um seemed to be a pretty good age to get into it because it was like whether you wanted to take it on or... Yeah, I think so. Like wasn't yeah. forced as And now, like, our old man didn't hunt you know at all so and he was wasn't into it so it wasn't like we were dragged in you know by the dad we did it because we wanted to do it and you know which is you know it's great if your old man's doing it and you get exposed to it that way but yeah it's also you know good when you can come in and it's a it's something that interests you first off yep yep yeah so no it's good that's awesome so how long did it sort of take as the progression went through? Like you obviously started at good age, but like when did shit get serious? I guess it's probably the better way to put it. I mean, you sort of jumped straight into the... Yeah, so we, the we were really fortunate that we had sort of half a dozen close mates at school that all got into the bows and a couple of them had like big properties around yeah. home. And so, you know, we were out, a couple of them had deer on their place and so we were chasing deer and foxes and, you know, and it 
Friday, you'd be all going, hey, I'm going here, we'll go here. And then Monday, you just couldn't wait to get back to school to yeah. see how everyone went on the weekend <laughs> and that sort of shit. And yeah, yeah. and you know, our parents were really good. Mum would drive us out somewhere to a TSR or something and yeah. drop us off for an hour and read a book while we were fishing and poking up and down, chasing rabbits and stuff. And That's awesome. So yeah, it was. we were really fortunate that way. So, you know, and yeah, well, one of our mates, his father and his uncle were really keen hunters, like rifle hunters, but yep. we spent heaps of time with those guys and they were, they had mates from Wollongong that, you know, we had plenty of campfires listening to all the stories and yeah, just feeding, just off, feeding off that shit, you know. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. awesome. It's funny you talk about stories and young fellas. We've got Penny Chambers is here somewhere. There he is. He's just creeping behind us. <laughs> Get a mic. There we go. We'll get him on. He's laying out. Benny. How you going, mate? Good, mate. What's happening? Right. I was just saying, uh, we've got a couple of young fellas that... Wheels is out here somewhere, but I don't know what he's doing. But, uh, you know, just watching the young fellas' faces last night. Um, but just tell us, Benny, that boys got into a couple of goats yesterday. And I think it was a... You're telling a few stories last night, but it was just how you bring up like the young fellas. How much does all that, and this can be a combination conversation. But as a young fella watching yesterday, the young fellas getting into the goats, but then you guys sort of way back. Mm. And I know the young fellas are listening, but how much does that mean? Like what you witnessed back there, and then comparing to listening to the stories of of yesterday, um, what did that mean to you back then? Oh, it was everything. It just shaped how you thought about things. You know, like we were. The old guys, they were, you know, serious hunters and we're pretty much trophy hunters, you know. So it was that, from very early on, it was, you know, let small ones go, let them grow, you yep. know. Don't yep. just go out and smash everything. Yep. Just, you know, get get one nice one or a couple of nice ones and, you know, do it that way. And that's, that's pretty much set us up, you know, that's our mindset from then, you know, for 25 years or mm. whatever it is. Whatever it is. And it's interesting, and it's cool that, you know, we've sort of, we've all progressed fairly well and we're sort of chasing the, you know, hard-to-get species and, you know, pushing those boundaries. But then you you come back and we sat around and, and the boys shot two nanny goats and it, and that's that was massive for them, you know. So And it's good. It just brings you back to why we're doing it, you know. Yeah. Like, and, um, yeah, the passion for whatever it is you're chasing, if that's... Some, that's a goal for you. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, yeah. it's just just as important as. as that's how the conversation come up. I think we're talking about yeah. you know, the benchmarks for people and, and the young fellas listening to us and our stories about letting the smaller one go to shoot a bigger one. And then, you know, he's, he's only 12 years old and he's doing the same thing. Like the day before, he, he missed an opportunity on a goat because he. Yeah, there was one 10 metres away, bedded down, but he didn't want to shoot that one. He wanted to shoot the one that was yeah. 20 metres away. And so, <clears throat> even though you're not like, you don't want to go and tell him off in a sense. You, you, like yesterday, I just said, you know, you don't, you, you got to start somewhere. Like, you, that benchmark is your own benchmark, you know. So, just shoot the first thing that comes up for you, because he's only shot three goats. So. Yep. You know, he, he can't, his benchmark isn't our benchmark. Oh, absolutely. Like he's listening to us talk about this sort of stuff and let him go, let him go. Like, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I had to sort of explain to him that, like, we're a bit, we've been around and shot a few more things. Yeah. You shoot, shoot wherever you, you want to shoot. If, you, if, you, if you've got a nice skin, shoot that. Shoot it there. Yeah. 
so that's what we were talking about yesterday. But it's just good. To, it's also good to see that he thinks about that sort of stuff because yep. you know you don't want to. You don't want them out running around just smashing everything. Oh, it's yeah. just defeats the purpose, you know. Yep. I'm bow hunting because we're going to be... Yeah, we're bow hunting because... It's the, it's the close encounters. It's yeah. the, the whole yeah. learning curve along with it. It's not about it. the kill. You know, so that's what I said to him before we come over here. We're just going to go for a hunt. We're going to have six days in the bush here and just enjoy ourselves. And if we kill something, happy day. <laughs> Got a mozzie in the mic. Got a mozzie in the mic. Oh, yeah, hold up right there. Sorry, guys, some uh, technical issues. Craig didn't press the button. Hmm. They deleted me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be deleted if you're already deleted? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it, oh, no, it was good just walking into camp last year. Like, I, I come over late this afternoon after work and the boys were already... You know, I think you were skin and the goat when I got here, but... You know, just just a little buzz. You know, we, I mean, we get it on the big stuff and the big hunts, but just watching the boys in camp, and I kind of forget that stuff. Like, mm, yeah. you know, and I, when you're younger, you don't probably realise what you've got in front of you until you're like yeah. our age now and mm, seeing our own kids grow up and stuff. Kids as well, and makes it change. Like I haven't took my boat for a walk this week, and I've had one of the best weeks. You know, just having a having a hunt with him. And yeah. And yeah. also seeing. Samuel shoot his yesterday because he said to me the day before, "Is it are they goats here?" And I said, "Yeah, there's goats here." And he's like, "Oh, I want to shoot a goat." And I'm like, and to see his, you know, to see mm. the young kids. That's what I was saying to Paul when we. It's just cool to see the young kids yeah. come up in the, in the scene, mm. yeah. around good, good role models. I yeah, I think that's the best thing. I mean, we were talking about last night, like you mm. know, some of this quick progression that we're seeing amongst sort of like hunters now. Like it, I can't remember. It was, Paul Vizure, Maxie, you know, talking about the young fella and, you know, what he'd done and and full credit to him, you know, he's just got into bow hunting, he's he's done a he's done this, he's done that, yeah. he's going to do this and we're sitting there going, Shit, we've taken fifteen, twenty years or something to, to experience, maybe not even quite that yet. Mm. Um you know, do I, I guess, you know, do we do we say to guys, you know, maybe the ground root stuff is more important or do you think that's just the way it's going? Like, oh, it's it, just the way it's going. You know, I think there's more opportunity for young guys now yeah. to earn good money and, and, you know, go and do those that really cool stuff. And yeah. that, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And, 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 and everyone's a lot more there. connected too yeah. these yeah. days, like, and making connections overseas and doing swap hunts or I'll help you out. And, yeah. you know, that, it was hard to do that back in the day, wasn't yeah. it? Because there wasn't, there wasn't that exposure to, to, heaps of people on a personal level that you can get through social media or whatever yeah. now. Well, you were saying uh, only last night, like, about the whole, like, hunting was something that we probably didn't really talk about. Like, mm. and this is probably only going back 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, I remember them days. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. now we're doing these podcasts telling all the stories and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then, and this is, you know, it's open to anyone to listen to. Yeah. It's not, it's not restricted. Yeah. So, you know, apart, apart from our close group of mates who we talk to a lot, it was, you know, a magazine that came out quarterly or something. And, yeah. And, yeah, and I guess we, you know, through those magazines, we're like, oh, starting to see, you know, the Dave Whitings and the Balk Ballards and yeah. and the Dave James, all those guys. You just go, wow. And then, you know, go to our first trophy takers do because, you know, all those guys that are there together and you're just like, oh. This is just awesome. starstruck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I you know, now. that back, now. back then that was... Like that was your main get together to, yep. to 
just to talk to those guys and you just that was yeah that was as good I as it gets. I couldn't wait till the magazine came out when I was a young fella. Yeah. I just couldn't wait for it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'd read it you know back to front a couple of times. But yeah. I was, you know I haven't, I haven't read a magazine for long now because you mm-hmm. get your little social media fix or whatever. Mm. Yeah. You get yeah. to see just things have changed. So. Massively. Mm. I mean you can see that in you see that in writing like I know you know we've all sort of written and that kind of stuff before and like you can see that even way a story's told like hearing a story from us last night on the beers to there like to how actually something you, you'll see it on social media like it's a completely different yeah. oh yeah all we see is that photo now yeah yeah. and you're like oh yeah that's that's awesome I wonder what happened yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get in camp you're actually talking he's like did that really is that what happened yeah, yeah. you're like you know, yeah yeah and he died like <laughs> but all we see is that yeah. that photo you know what I mean yeah absolutely Benny we uh, didn't really give you an introduction can you introduce yourself? Ben Chambers. Ben Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> the the Ben Chambers? No. No, just Ben Chambers. Uh, he, insider, he didn't want to get on the mic and no. I just put him on the spot. So, But uh, no, it's all good. But uh, now the boys have been lucky enough to, well, I'm lucky enough to get invited over. They've scored a block in the Rangers and hmm. doing a bit of work around. and Yeah, it's good. a good little spot too. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Little weekend. We've sort of come from all corners of Australia to yeah. catch up. Get together. Yeah. That's, that's what bowling, that's what I love bowling for, you know. We were talking about that last night, you know, you can get two you can get half it was five, six people here from all different sides of Australia. Anyone <laughs> Listen to that for a cicada. Is that in here? Just turn it up and not tell me. Or we go and sort that out, would you? Oh get the fork. That's unbelievable. Guys, I've never met, I've never heard cicadas like this. Place. That's crazy, eh? Hey? So, he, mate, we cut you off there, Ben. But. He'll be squawking in a minute. Um, Six guys in camp. Yeah, so just, you know, all, all from different sides of uh, Australia. Um, it's just a good thing. Like, that's what bow hunting's. Yeah. Bow hunting's such a good thing because it's a unique little. It's small. Yeah. It is a small community. There's no doubt about that. And all similar-minded similar, similar minded people. Yeah, you know, and like generally everyone's of a similar yeah. Yeah, yeah. nature. Yeah, I mean, it's just the knowledge drops like last night, you know, just little things like that, you know. Um, anyway, we're talking about a couple of the fellow herds. Like, what? I had no idea that's where, or, you know, some of that kind of stuff come from. I'm mm. like, oh, really? Mm. You know, just little things like that. How have you seen, you know, the progression? You've, you guys have sort of watched it from the magazine point to... Um, you know what? What sort of your take on, you know, how you've watched it? Is it going in good? Is it going in a good way, or you know, is there things that we'd like to change, or how do you see it? Um, I, th- I think you know, it, it'll go however it goes. Yeah. We, you know, as a, we've got no control of it, really. Not, not really. I mean, you can just do what you, you think is right and portray it in a correct manner and take people along. Yeah. You know, but you know that transition from sort of print media into internet and the forums, you know, there was a period there where the, a couple of Australian bow hunting forums started up and they were really good awesome. for the first bit. And then you get all your keyboard warriors coming on and, you know, you kind of, all the serious blokes drift away. Drift and off. Yep. And, the, yeah, like you sort of don't follow it anymore and now Facebook and Instagram are so strong. Mm. Um, that's just the way it is. Yeah. How's yeah. that, how's that for, for the good and bad, but like trophy takers, um, I mean, you both you, well, you guys are pretty high up on the trophy taker stuff, but yeah, Ben um, runs it. Ben runs it. <laughs> yeah. He's everything. Max, he's a boss man. 
Um, like, how have you seen that? You know, you've, you guys have been involved in that. Like, is it, has it helped you in a way for exposure, or is it sort of taking a bit of the taking a bit of the top off? Or oh, I think it's probably taken the top off a bit. Yep. Because you know, as I said, when you you went to your annual get-togethers, that was the only time where you caught up with all those dudes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then obviously we branched off. Like all my best mates that I hunt with now, uh, tro- I met through trophy takers back yep. in the day. Yep. You know, we had won awards in Goulburn. And there's half a dozen of my closest mates came from that one awards. Yeah, gotcha. You know? And so, but now, like, the value of trophy takers has always been that camaraderie and getting together and sharing stories and celebrating taking good game with the bow sort of thing. But that's kind of, I guess it's, well, its role is diminished a little bit in that way now everyone's so connected anyway. Yeah. It seems to be, I look at it now, especially those kind of things, as as a... as a purpose or reason to get together and make sure that we keep that storytelling and the making sure we, you know, catch up with mates because life gets so freaking busy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, your best mate you haven't seen in six months, you're like, that's not right. Yeah. Like, without that little reason to get reason together. Reason to go, it's, it's very easy to put it aside. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in the early 2000s, trophy takers kind of had four or five years where it sort of fell in a hole um, where the first... The guys that started it sort of, you know, petered, well, not petered out, but sort of went different directions a little bit and it sort of fell in a hole. And I don't know how many nights on the grog we had in the hunting camp going, we should, someone needs to get it going because, you know, we, we're all here because of that thing. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, we sort of, after half a dozen big sort of get-togethers, we should do this, we should do this. It was like, well, screw it, let's get let's it, do you it. know, let's do it. And it's up and running well now. We've got, yeah, 90-odd financial, 100 financial members. and That's pretty good. We've got, you know, the first guys who kicked it off through to junior fellas like Auburn, yep. you know. Mm. I think we've, we've got 400 members or, yeah, sure. like, you know, not all financial, but yep. it's mm. 400 guys. The books. And I don't think, like, trophy takers isn't something that we want 20,000 members. Yeah. We just want, you know, Good we'll, yeah, we're happy women. to, yep. you know, encourage guys who think they they're a bit like us and they want to come to a camp on a weekend and talk about stuff. Yep. Like they're the guys we want. You know, we're not we're not about shooting who shot a hundred this and you know point yeah. systems and it's more about the camaraderie and the yeah. you know getting yeah. people making good connections so that. You know, now any of us, if we go anywhere in Australia, you you can ring someone who knows someone that'll put you up. Or if you need something, oh, yeah. give this guy a ring, you yeah. know. And it's yeah. that, oh, I'm going to Darwin, right? Oh, well, we'll ring Greg Hilton. He'll, yeah. He might be able to sort you something out, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's that's the value of it. Huge. And I think you, while you sort of can get that on social media, it's it's sort of become so impersonal because you can just send a message to anyone and there's there's no connection yeah. through anything but being on social media which everyone you know yeah. well, basically nearly everyone is now whereas if it's trophy takers it's you know that they're good chance they'll be trustworthy yep. even if you don't know them because they're in that group. they're in that group yeah yeah and there's you know you get guys that come in that they last a year or two and they don't they don't you know, That's cool. they either don't fit in or they they don't sort of, you know, want to go down the road that we're going on. And that's fine. That's yep. cool. But generally, most people that come in are, are guys we want to spend a... Can't with. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah, you it's that to family and the self minded yeah. people. Yeah, or yeah. Similar minded people I should say. Yeah. From what from what from what I see as well, like it, um like Dave Dave's that oh, how many times Dave's taken new people out to spots to get their first this or their first that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Like he's got more stories about that <laughs> than yeah, we need him back on. His own. Yeah, and, it, and that sets that benchmark for everyone out. Yeah. I think as well. So yeah. you got that. It's not like I've I've gone to um, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and um, Northern Territory through just making a phone call and saying I'm, I'm yeah. pretty keen to go and have a hunt over here. Is anyone? Anyone and should talk all, to. It's all. I think it, you know, like stems from those old fellas that used to um, do it. For you yep. rather than for, for them, them. yeah. It stem because it stems from those old crew. Like it just sets that really. It's for me anyway. Like mm. the last ten years has been awesome in that respect because I think just they, opens up the opportunities. Yeah, they're, yeah. And, they're, and they're all for you. Like they yep. do. They can't. They couldn't do enough. Like Dave, Dave, what Dave does for the young fellas that come into it is just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. And that, and the other the other thing is like, it's not. You don't have to have shot a massive trophy to come into trophy takers. Like it's called trophy takers, but that's it's kind of not the point anymore. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You have to have something that you can score to join. Yep. You know, and we're pretty. I think that's a good rule. Mm. But that could be a nanny goat. Yep. You know, so it's a good way if you you're going to be exposed to guys who can. Yeah, and and. And like Ben was just saying, most of them are more than happy to help someone out yep. to try and get them their first deer or whatever it is, you know? Yep. So, and yeah. And you, you look at, like when Dave was on the podcast, you know, you look at his passion. Mm. You know, oh. a lot of this is, is, you know, that keeps that alive for him as well. Like we, you know, we say, you know, he's helping everyone else. But, you know, listening to you guys talk last night about Dave and it's like, man, if I'm that keen at yeah. that age, yeah. like... You know, it's there's got to be fuel in the fire from somewhere, and and these kind of things. So, um, no, I think it's a cool thing. It's sort of, it's just another one of those things that someone else we can talk to, another group of guys that you can get to know. Yeah, and, and as a young bloke, cool. like the value of it was that, like, we went to our first trophy takers in Bendemeer, and there's you know Ballard and all, Dave mm. James and all those yeah. guys that you'd read about that you put on this massive pedestal. Yeah. And you're sitting around the fire having a yarn to them, you just realise they're just the yeah. same, they're yep. just dudes doing it. Yep. They'd love it. You Getting know? after it. It's mm. like, well, far out if they can, if they're just normal dudes, then imagine what we could do. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That and it's the inspiration that comes to that. I'm mean, oh. just sitting there talking about, well, talking about Colorado on that last night. And, you know, then Ben starts asking questions, well, how does this work? And, you know, then you can see it. You can see the things starting to tick over the fire mm. and the belly's like, hey, yeah. you know, something. It's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm. Well, talking about doable shit, you guys have done some pretty crazy hunts. I mean, some of the stories last night. Um, when did when did that transition go into like the the bigger stuff? Like, when did you venture venture wider? I mean, New Zealand's been big on your, you know, if yeah, well, we that, but I guess you know we first got exposed to it through those older fellas, um, you know, our mates, dad and his uncle and that sort of thing. Yep. And um, at their house on the farm they had a few deer mounts and they had a book the Murray Thomas's South Pacific yeah. Grand Slam book yeah. and I can remember reading that you know 
when you'd wake up in the morning, I'd always get it down and flick through a few pages. And <laughs> yeah, like we were 14, 15, just going, this is the imagine guy. that. Yep. Like, how good would that be, you know? And, and, you know, no one's done it with the bow sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. so I guess, or well, for me personally, that's always been, a, you know, just there's not many things in the world that no one's done. Yeah, these yeah, days, is it? Days you know, I'm like, well, that's something. Yep. You know, and so that was sort of, you know, pushed us to chase different species and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, I went, went to New Zealand first in '09. Okay, so it wasn't that long ago, really. No, '09. Yeah, right Maybe it was before that. Can't remember. I think that's it was '09. Yeah, and, and just on a holiday, and we did a Fiordland cruise thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'd read about Fiordland just going, I don't think that's somewhere I could handle. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we're on this cruise and everyone's looking at the view and that, and I'm looking up going, well, I could get up that ridge. I reckon <laughs> I could get to those tops. And I came back and went, yeah, you know, I reckon... How can we do I, that? Yeah. So put in... The, so the first trip to New Zealand was Fiordland Ballot, which probably wasn't a... In hindsight, wasn't a real smart move, but... Yeah. Um, and it was the hunt from hell, like, with 12 days, it rained for 10 and a half days, oh, and we were on the tops, so we just got hammered by wind and rain, and we were on the coast side, so it was pretty brutal, but the only thing I wanted to get out of that first hunt was to see if I could survive there for, yep. you know, for that two weeks, Yeah. and yep. I ended up shooting a young, like a, a red, on the one clear day that we had, Yeah, right. and then it's like, okay, well... That was pretty bad, but we still we got there. Yeah, we got there. Sure. We did it, and and it was tough. But you'd learn about yourself when you're put in those situations, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, that's what you get out of it. Yeah. It teaches you a lot more about. It's not just going on a hunt, you know. And I think, sort of, on a bit of an aside, I think that's what some people sort of maybe miss that with the the guided thing, where Straight they just up. rock up. Old mate knows where all the critters are. Yep. You don't, you don't get that struggle mm. where you've got to mentally deal with it finding it yourself yeah and it's all up to you there's no you can't blame anyone else if it you know if it doesn't work out or whatever or you put yourself in a situation that is dangerous or whatever yeah and i th that's really valuable i reckon for the, all of life if you to put yourself in that that situation a bit of struggle you know well, yeah you're not just you can't just blame someone else oh it was the bloody god's fault or you know it's it's all sure on you. Right. Yeah. 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 The growth in that's crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're just talking about this morning, like, you know, with the couple of big ones we've we've done, all those, you know, those harder hunts, but just myself, like, I honestly would say that New Zealand wasn't on my radar because I genuinely didn't. This is up until, like, last year. Like, I'm like, I just don't know whether I can Do go it. and put myself through that for yeah. the potential of not even getting close to taking a tar. Definitely. Yeah. But, like, you know, I've only had a handful of what I'd class as moments in my life, you know, and four of those five have been in New Zealand. Yeah. One was, you know, we chop it in into the Lampter Valley and as Paul said, it's 2,000 vertical metres from the, the river to the tops. And, like, you pick you up, you know, jump in the chopper, never been in a chopper, bloody just freaking out, <laughs> how good's this? You're up over the range and you just boo, spirals down, lands you in the creek and you got out and you're just like... Oh, wow, shit. we're in the we're in the fridge here, <laughs> and like that first day, we all you know, all everyone's excited, got our kid on. All right, we, we'll just go for a quick walk up the river, and I can distinctly remember 
I was only like 50 yards from camp walking up the river and I just stopped and just looked and went, I'm in a, I'm in a fishing video. Like we just used to watch these fly fishing, you know, yep. New Zealand fly fishing videos. Every Friday, Saturday night, yep. you'd hire it from Video Easy and I'm like, fucking in it. Yeah. Like I'm standing here, you know, yeah. how cool is that? That's, the, that's everything. And then right we there. sort of, we, you know, split up and I was with Jared Viner and we just climbed up this bit of a chute and sat down and we just, both of us sat there, like for five minutes, never said a thing, just looking around. Yep. And Jared just goes, I think we might have bitten off a bit more than we can chew here, Maxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. I don't Good know how, time, yeah, mate. this could get very interesting. But, you know, as we were saying, you just, every day you get a little bit more confidence and yep. by the end of it, you run around the joint. You know, you know where you can go and you can't go and you know your own limits. And yep. Yeah, we've had a couple of moments, mm. like on really steep places, Thank and you shit. just go, fuck, I don't want to be here. Like, yep. this is, I'm in a bad situation now, but I've just got to man up to get myself out of this, yep. you know. Yeah. We've had a couple of those. Because mm. yep. Paulie's a little bit more nimble than I am, and he pushes the envelope a bit more. And <laughs> as a brother, you, you know, come on, mate, yeah, you'll be right, just come down and I'll, fuck. Oh, I don't know if I can do this, you know. <laughs> near meltdown, and he's just like, "You got to, big fella, come on." Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like, "Oh shit." Yeah. How but how have you found that? Like with being twins, how have you found? Gonna no, that was out. awesome. Because <laughs> I was about to ask the same question, so I'm liking oh, this. No, go for it. no, I'm hanging up. You're right. You go. You say. <laughs> no, because that's one thing that I've always found, and we've spoke about it a little bit. But I've always found it would be a. I've always thought it'd be a cool thing to have a twin, but then to have a twin that bow hunts as well, because you just cross and bounce oh, off awesome. each other. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know you're twins. Really? Yeah. On the run. <laughs> well, there you go. He, he fed off ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes older, mate. <laughs> there you go, eh? Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I generally didn't know you were twins. Yeah. And it's been good. Like, we can go. You can go away for a week. You can put yourself in the harder situations, and you know you're not gonna have that any niggle issues or you know we'll have a little spack every now and again and but generally five minutes later you're over it yeah you know and in terms of hunting wise our hunting we hunt very similarly so you know paul goes up this way i'll go up that way and you see something you go well he if i was him i'd do that and nine times out of ten that's what's happened what's happened or we'll be yeah, like, go up a ridge, what do you reckon we do now? Maxie's like, well, I reckon we do this. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's exactly what I was, what I was thinking. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Which now you say, now let's say twins and Ben's is smiling at me, but I can see that why some of the things you guys have done and the push yeah. where you guys have pushed yourself to do things, um, I can see why that's so even now. Like, yeah. And you know, that's that says a lot. Like, yeah. a lot of our big hunts are just the two of us. Yep. Because you just don't have to put up with any of the potential shit that you might have with another guy. Yep. You know, you just don't deal with that and you're just there to get the job done. Mm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Benny, you said before that, um, you know, you were a bit the same as me, like it was intimidating to, to consider. Um, has that changed now? Like, is, you know, hearing these stories or yeah, is it still something yeah, on your sure. mind that... Mm. But only, be, not not put too much thought into it, but, but like, you, like Ray was saying before, you know, you're not looking at the whole. You're not looking at the top of the hill. You're just looking at that tree. You're just gonna get to that tree, or and then then when you get to the tree, I'll just I'll just get to that rock. Mm. You know, like for me, these hills here are a struggle. So yep. over there would be a, a big struggle. But if you just bite it off bit by bit, like, yeah, and it's different a bit. You know, these days, especially with the tar and the chamois, they're all the way to the bottom of the valleys. Yep. You know, get they're down. getting pushed down, and. The ones up in the tussock or right up in the bluffs, 
Well, they're not bow huntable anyway. Yep. So we're, you know, as like the chopper shooting and that over there and the heli hunting, you can look at it and go, oh, they're shooting them out of the chopper and that. But as bow hunters, it's feeding into our hands because it's, it's pushing them all down into the bush where we can, A, get to and B, be close enough. You know, you can just have one pop out. You know, like that last trip we did mm. last year, we shot three bull tar in, within 150 yards of each other in the same little creek over three days. And they just kept feeding down. Into yeah, because that's where they were just that's they were they coming were out. And we were glassing, glassing them down, and we, you know, we were above them most of the time. So yeah, that's not very often. You're above, actually but, above. Yeah, the but it is these days. It is yeah. especially on that west coast where they'll they'll just love that monkey strip monkey yep. scrub strip because it's safe for them they know if they hear a chopper they've just got to run Dive 50 yards and they're out of sight and yep. they just that's what they've they've evolved to that's their deal now yeah you know and it's feeding into our hands you know that's it's cool. good it, you don't have to put on crampons and get an ice axe and, and that's cool to do don't get me wrong love doing it mm. but you, you don't have to yep and there's a lot of guys now that are shooting good animals that you know you just do what you can and there's a good chance there's going to be game wherever you can get to. You know? So you're getting that good, still getting that good mix of experience. You're you potentially successful. You're seeing game. Yeah. Mm. You're there. You you haven't flogged yourself that you can't actually get off the mountain or get up there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, so you know, you have a good experience and you'll push from there. Yeah. Like we were saying that, you know, we've put ourselves in some pretty bad situations, but they're situations that we put ourselves in. Yeah. We didn't have Watch to. That wasn't the only option yeah. you know yeah. we we just we were pushing our boundaries and we just got a bit overconfident or we just made a wrong call and came down somewhere we knew we couldn't get back up and then thinking oh yeah we'll be able to get around down there and you get down there and you're like oh shit yeah you know like, <laughs> i'm stuck yeah <laughs> but if you're going in we're only doing that because we've got the confidence to push that boundary yeah and if you go on the first time you just don't push the boundary do what's in your comfort zone and it's amazing what you can achieve yeah. by just, yeah, righto, well, that wasn't too bad, I'll, I'll poke here, you know, like, you don't have to, the blokes who get in trouble are the guys that go in thinking they're invincible, yep. running all over the mountain and with, without thinking, right, the first thing I've got to do is not die, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pretty, and there's, yeah, it's pretty freaking easy over yeah, there too. There's not much in, a, there's nothing, no country in Australia really that, close to it. that that's your first that the first mission of the trip is to not, you know, perish or fall off a cliff. Like, yep. if yep. you can come home and you haven't got any injuries and you're not all busted up, you're well, you've had one. a pretty good trip. Yeah. And then if you get, you know, so that's the first thing. And then, so you go, okay, well, then you find where you're at with your experience level and your fitness and, and you just got to stick in that, on the upper edge of that zone. Like, you don't want to be just walking up and down the creek all day. Yeah. But if that means you can you're confident to go a quarter of the way to the top. Yep. There's a few animals there. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. Mm. Well, How did that, you know, not trying to break it down too much, but, you know, that thought process from, um, like, you get yourself in those little, because you're just pushing that little bit more. What's making you push that little bit more? Because we'll, and this sort of comes into play, talking about Colorado and getting up high altitude and all that kind of stuff, but what's the reason you think that you like, because you've obviously harvested stuff in, in, lesser sticky situations mm. what put you into that position is it just like the shortcut home or was like i don't really want to go back no, over the top it's or? a few different and it's also an attitude that we've always had that 
Oh, what's over? The, what's around the next bend? What's over the next, hill? What's over the next hill? Yeah, if we could just, like, if we can just get up there, then we can. There's another day's hunting up there. Yeah. But you, like, a lot of it in NZ is just down to little pinch points where you only need to go ten yards, twenty yards, and then you're away. Yeah. You know it's that twenty yeah, yards. Yeah. Those. And so we went. What? That one of my moments where we got stuck on this rock face. You know, we'd worked up this ridge and it was beautiful tussock, and it was literally you know, here to your truck, 10, 12 yards of just sheer, like, drop off on one side so you can't go around there and then just, like, a really slippery, slippery sheer face on the other. And it, it took us an hour to drop down around that to come back up to to go 20 yards. And then you'd go again. And, you know, we'd done that three or four days. And then on the last day, we were walking down and Paul's like, screw walking down there. I reckon we can just shoot down. We'll just go down here and then we just got to sidle around there. Well... Yeah, we went down the chute and then turned around and couldn't sort of think we could get back up and then had to, it was hairy going across, like, you know, yep. one little sort of crampon spike in a in a crack. Oh, fuck. Trying to side hill around and, you know, we wouldn't have died if we slipped off there, but yeah, it was probably would have 50, it up. 50 yeah. yards sheer and then off the edge. So, yeah, that was just us being a little bit lazy, Yeah, you know. I mean, you're, you're not lazy in the sense that, like, you, that's a big effort to where you even are, but it's just that little bit, like... Overconfidence. Yeah, 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 just want to try, if I could just do this. Yeah, and it's, um, like, little things like that, it's, that country is, it's unforgiving, and it's got a good way of just putting you back in your place a bit. Yeah. Like, you can't, most of the good Kiwi mountain hunters are pretty humble dudes, because the country cool. humbles you, yeah, yeah real you know, you just got to... Yep. Respect it. Yeah, that's probably the biggest and that's, thing. Yeah, that's that's why I love it. Because like, yep. you're pushing yourself. You know, it's good. Yeah. yeah. So Benny, where are you going? I don't know. I remember seeing a um, I remember seeing a photo of Shane Topin years and years ago, and he was at the base of a hill over there by himself. He's doing a, like a ten day solo hunt, and on the on his bow he had like a little label that he'd put there like he said you know, no pain no gain or something you know and he had that he had the bow sitting there with this mountain in the background i just remember thinking still see that far out man that's a big that's yeah. a long long way up yeah. and you know like most of the photos you see that people put up are the ones that you know you always try and get the most rugged and, you know, it looks yeah, like we're on the yeah. side of a cliff you know or it looks like you're yeah, a bit hardcore don't, don't tell anyone those yeah things. you don't you turn around and look down and it's a tussocky bloody bench you know you the, don't chop, put, the yeah. chopper's behind me yeah, that's, yeah you know so yeah and you're seeing the worst of it yeah yeah that's what I'd, 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 I'd do it if i get chopped into a spot but i, I don't see me personally I, I don't see and it all comes down to personal stuff i don't see any there's no appeal for me to go from the bottom or the you know spend yeah. those three or four days hiking up and then you're yeah. a couple of days hunting and then that's a really yeah. interesting thing and we yeah. talk about it often mm. yeah. like break that apart know, that's cool break yeah well apart. there's a few there's a few factors that you know from my perspective you know how it's if you want to challenge yourself the most challenging you can do is to get no help you walk in, you know, you do it all on foot. It might take you, you know, a day or two days to get in there or whatever. I can really see the appeal in that. Like that, yeah. that's the purest way yeah, you can you. do it. Yep, you know, and, and blokes, we're, uh, we're bow hunters because we like doing it 
the hard way, mm. you know. But the other, on the the flip side is that these days for me, it's a time thing. Yeah. It's a you know I'm I'm away from home. I'm I haven't got too many holidays. I want to I want to be hunting. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's a you fair enough. It costs you a few dollars to get a chopper in, but if I save two days, you know, I can hunt for an extra two days. It's a good investment for yeah. me. Yep. And you're in the, the good country with fresh legs. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a big thing. You're yeah. not half-rooted when you get in there. Yeah. It also means if you do shoot something good and you want a full body cape, yep. you can, you've just got to get back to there. And the other thing is chopper rides in New Zealand make a trip, I reckon. Like They're awesome. Yeah. Like, it's a joy flight that people pay, you know, thousand bucks to do. Yeah. And... You'd, yeah, it was awesome. The dude that came and picked us up the other week, when he he was a hunter himself, and he picked us up, and he he's like, oh, I had you boys, I heard you were up here, I had you going, yeah, 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 and he was frothing. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, there was a few deer on the flat down here. I flew over. Let's see if we can find them. And we're looping, we're doing loops in the chopper trying to find these deer just to show us. And and then he's because he's a like good pilot. And then we're further down the valley. Oh, there's a couple of deer. So he wheels down, and we're like. 20 yards off the bush trying to find where these deer are and that's your like yeah, oh, unreal yeah. you know and yeah how do, you, how do they know when like it was so, so was that a, a different pilot that dropped you off that picked you up yeah it was yeah. so how do they know where to pick they you dropped up? us off in a to a hut but generally you give them a they've only got certain number of spots they can land yep. yeah like physically land or legally land yep. so oh, okay. yeah you're just there and we've now with the we used to take mountain radios in over there, which is like a little old school radio box that yep. that's got, you know, you run cables out for the antennas. Like they've been around since the culling, like the forties, but yeah. they still use them over there. And you can you get a weather report every night that crackles through on your <laughs> mountain radio at eight o'clock every night. But the oh. old Cyril comes on and gives you the weather forecast. <laughs> <Old> and, Cyril, <laughs> and then you can you press a button, you talk into it, and you say what you who you are and so you're calling back to base, yep. and then, you know, he'll come back. To, yeah, copy. So you, I don't know where he's in Christchurch or somewhere. Like they go all over. So everyone else on the South Island's listening to you talk because it's an open line. And then you say, oh, can you contact, you know, Fiordland Helicopters? We want to be picked up here, or we want to. Can you see if we can come out a couple of days early? And then, you know, he's like, yeah, stand by. I'll get back to you. And then like 20 minutes later, yeah, I've rung them for you. They can come and get you, or they can't, or you know. So that that's how you do it. But these days, with the inreach, you it's know, changed, changed the game, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I just send them an email, say, "Yeah, we're good to go." Or can you come and grab us a day early? Or they just email you back. What's an inreach? Yeah, you know, it's Garmin inreach. They're like a. It's like a new new sat phone messenger. Yeah, yeah like a hybrid, EPIRB slash GPS slash they run on satellite. Yeah, yeah, good thing, good investment. So yeah. I was in Alaska and I was. I was texting calling my wife here in Australia mm. from anywhere and when yeah. when you get an email from an inreach say you're up in the in New Zealand somewhere and you send me an email yeah like having a good time or whatever on the email that you I get at the other end it's got a map comes up a map and it's got yeah. a point of exactly where you are yeah. Yeah, oh, so if you say, mate I'm in trouble I've just done I've just broke my leg yeah you just have to get that message out how big are they and then it's like a CX 
70 or whatever they were, GPS, same. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones with the little antenna off the top. Good thing, they're expensive, like 700 bucks, yeah. and you've got to pay a subscription, but change the game. Use them anywhere. So if you, you could use it here out west. Yeah, anywhere in the world. You can use the hills here. You can go to America, go to New Zealand. Pretty much the size of that. Mm. Yeah. And that, it's like a sat phone, isn't like it? It will go any. It will pick up. Yeah, you can't anywhere. make calls, can't but call you can text, text, yeah, like text and email. Go yeah. Anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's sick. unreal. And they're good. Yeah, you know, they're an EPIRB too. Um, and like a normal EPIRB is only good for three years or whatever. Well, these things are good for. Forever. So you don't have to keep buying newer. Yeah, good thing. Especially oh, with kids and that. I yeah. Mean, mm -hmm. well, yeah. Being away, being up at Cape York for a week, yeah, you know, yeah. 10 days away from Jane and the kids is hard. It's yeah. hard work because I worry all the time is, you know, yeah. how they're going and I miss them as well. So just a bit of a text. And can they text back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it comes through. So the new ones, you can actually link it to your phone. So cause it was like the old, like, you know, you click through all the letters on each number. Yeah. Well, now you can just Bluetooth it to your, like, to your iPhone. So you just punch it like normal thing, go press, and it just it just works as the yes. sender yeah. and receiver. Ah, yeah. So That's it's, cool. it's good thing. pretty good, yeah. How good's technology now? Oh, change yeah. it, change the game, isn't it? Mm. And yeah. it's not a, it's not real, like it's not, not making anything easier. It's just that, as you said, that contact thing, like yeah. just mm. sending messages back home or getting picked up in the chopper, or like weather's coming in, and mm. you're like, I could see this coming, like, or yeah. You're, and you can just text and get a weather forecast it'll give you hourly weather forecast it's, it's good too and isn't it's, it? they're accurate Real good. they're good yeah whereas yeah. you used to have to wait for Cyril and if you weren't back by the time he was on you missed the weather forecast or you you know like, oh. but these yeah you just bang get it 75 cents or whatever it costs to get the That's weather cool. forecast and you're like those yeah, sorts sweet. of things would give people you know so much more confidence oh, to go oh, and step out of their comfort yeah. zone yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah most definitely well, you know, on technology, we walk into, oh, I was looking at someone's bino case the other day and he had a little, little um, compass in there and, all, you know, we're looking at this compass and we're like, mate, what are you doing? You got, where's, your, where's your iPhone, you know? He's like, yeah, well, those, you know, you bloody young fellow, you need, you know, you need to go back to the old compass, you know, what happens when your iPhone runs out of battery or what Put it to me backup charger. <laughs> Get the solar panel charger out. Yeah. Yeah, back to you know, technology is a good thing, but sometimes those basics are. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's important that you know you you hear a lot of those states guys and that that, that get up in it like talking about Colorados and stuff and you know they'll still have the compass and just double check it just like yeah, yeah. absolutely you it's know good good skills to still know it's good yeah, to know because everything that's technology might shit itself yeah yeah. Now. I mean, I just talk, talking about technology, but lighting a fire when it's wet. Yeah. There's not too many people can do it. Like, no. it's, it's a, like something so simple like that could save your life because you might have that technology to shoot the message, but you've still mm. got Mate. several hours before something's coming in. Vaseline soaked cotton wool balls. There they go. Don't they, they fire up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, I reckon nearly everyone should have them in your pocket. Or in a bit of bike in a tube. Rubber. The rubber. Mm. Mm. Doesn't weigh much. No, it could be the could be the difference. Yeah. You bust your leg or whatever and you can't move and you're gonna be there overnight and you can't light a fire. You you're frozen by the next yeah. morning. Yeah, world ahead. Yeah. I'm just gonna skip, skip switch gears here quickly and this could go down another rabbit hole. But uh we're talking about twoies last night. And I'm not talking about the beer. We're talking about red deer. But like as you sort of guys are coming into the red deer season now, you got some new country, and I always like to get a bit of a 
you know, tech tip kind of stuff, especially guys that are experienced enough as you guys have. Um, what's your sort of movements been in your country? What's your sort of plan over the coming months? I know it's hard for you because she's not here all the time, but yeah. how do you sort of see the your Red Deer sort of season coming for, like coming into it? What do you sort of plan to do? I guess it's just the, this first year, I don't think we're going to have much luck because it's so dry mm. um, for a start. And it's probably going to be one of those years where we might think we've got them worked out this year, but <laughs> they're doing something different because it's so dry. So, yeah, yeah I I'm not sure. Poke around, get on the ridges and glass, yeah. put a few cameras glass. out. Yeah. Just, yeah, look for sign. And yeah. It's hard because, yeah, this this is where we've got this block's a fair fair way from where we used to hunt. And, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's sort of different conditions, isn't it? So yeah. it's like just trying to work out. Do you yeah. find it's a new kind of, like it's a new deal for you? Like oh, it's yeah, exciting. And that's yeah. It, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. That was half the point, wasn't it? That, yeah. You know, um, when we were looking at buying a block, permission, as we all know, to you lose a block, you get a block, they change hands, you're never 100% sure what's going on what's going on and we've sort of you know uh, the the old man of the guys we used to hunt our fellow box he passed away and now the son's sort of running the show and so he's got his mates coming on and it's just getting too hard yep. and too busy yep. around that area so we sort of yeah if it's your own place you you at least you've got some control yep. and you know that you've got somewhere that you can go yep. every year or whatever and yep. like it's an the reason, you know, one of the main reasons we bought the block was, was yesterday the young fellas shooting their first yeah, gate. Like, that's sure. sort of all. That makes it worthwhile, the, worth the investment. And well, I can't say enough the buzz that you guys had when mm. I rolled up. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, it was, it yeah, was unreal. Cool. Yeah. Beers yeah. are already out, though. <laughs> you know, and we... Yeah, no, it was five o'clock. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose Six it was. o'clock or something. <laughs> You're making us out like we're bloody alcoholics. It was only two o'clock, but... Yeah. Nah, it wasn't. It was late now, though. And, you know, like, we... We work hard, you know, we've worked hard for a lot of years and mm. we've, you know, built a bit of wealth up, so if we can, why, why, not? why not, you know, it's yeah. a good investment and, yeah, you know, we're Wait, just, yeah. I mean, Max, you said it last night, you know, when you do finally work it out and, you, you know, you'll pull something off this eventually, oh. that's going to be a, it's going to be yeah. a story and a half to tell in a few years, oh, I'll absolutely. tell you. Yeah. You know, that effort that will go into it and yeah. different to walking into a... It's a big, big a, game of chess. Yeah, and, not, and like we were saying before... I was saying before about always wanting to go around the next bend in the river. That's that's our hunting style. Like we we get to a spot, you know, where wherever it is, New Zealand, whatever, and we go right. Oh, yep, right. Oh, we've got this spot worked out. Well, some blokes will just keep going back to that spot because mm. they know it. Whereas we'll go, well, let's let's bloody go around the, over the next ridge. Oh, that could be here. better, you know. Like, and so you know, this is this is unreal because we don't. We've got no idea what's going on here and yep. that's the challenge is to work it all out that's it's big country too it's oh like yeah and that's what we over it. yeah that's one of the main things i like to get out of hunting it's not just going and shooting that thing it's it's piecing it all together and working out and trying to read the, you know read the game and read what's going on in it, this area and you know yeah as twin brothers who's been the biggest pusher i say pusher as far as like willing to learn but like, do you drive each other equally, or like, is it has one always been like the leader? Like, I think let's go and do this, or has it been pretty even? No, or poorly drives. Yep. More. Yep. Even in the bush, he'll most of the time he'll be in front. Okay. Yeah. And I'm happy to do that because he's a bloody good hunter, and 
Yeah. You know? But yeah, we've, well, it sort of depends. Yeah, it's a bit. Just to, we've, we've each, you know, we're at opposite ends of Australia and so we're, we're each exposed to different opportunities and so it might be, yeah. Utilise those yeah, you know, like we that. should do this. I'm on to this, and let's, you know, you know, know the guy who can get us on here or whatever. So I'll push that one, and yep. yeah. But I, yeah, I sort of probably pushed a bit harder in New Zealand. I just love the joint, yep. like absolutely love the place. So yep. I love the challenge. I love the different species, and and you know, you it's know. cheaper to fly to New Zealand for a week than it is to go fly to Darwin, Darwin, or yeah. up the Cape or somewhere. You know, stupid. Yeah. Absolutely stupid. And yeah, once you once you're there, it's a higher car for thirty bucks a day, and and the groceries that you would have bought for that week over here anyway, and same thing. Off you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. That's I'm, it's looking to probably be more about. I'm probably going to go to New Zealand just to yeah. probably do a long weekend over and the, there. And yeah, and the access, out. like the legal access in New Zealand, is just incredible. So good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just it's. It's almost getting too hard to hunt over here. Oh, in this area in the rut, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, it's it's just there. It's so political. Oh. I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, <laughs> I really. Am. I don't. I don't want to be negative on it, but I'm done with it. Like, it's just, yeah. you know, you you do you spend you spend all that time saving up holidays or you know working with the family to kind of construct yourself a, a, a few days off yeah. window, and you know then it's like, oh no, nah, sorry, you know. Joe Blow's coming up or whatever. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, or over oh, there you go and you walk up a valley and if it's no good or there's other people there, you out. walk out and go to a different valley. Like, yeah. it's, that opportunity is basically endless. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Plus, it's, you know, it's good. Every species is is a different critter and you've got to try and work out, right, oh, we're, we're out and seek it. Oh, okay. Well, let's find someone who knows about Seeker and see if he'll take us for a look. Yep, yep no worries. It's all public land, so most guys are... Pretty good with yeah, it. Yeah, pretty good, you know. And then you're like, oh, that took me three years to get me Seeker, three trips, but I now, I reckon I know a fair bit about hunting Seeker. Yep. So I never thought I'd know anything about yeah. it. And yep. they're the coolest deer ever. Like, yeah. Great fun. Yeah. So then you go, oh, okay, well, what's next? You know, Before another challenge. Before I ask you what your own individual favourite memory or hunt or may be, what's each other's of the other person? So, Maxie, I'll start with you. What's your favourite moment of ball, um, you know, that you can remember? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a harvest, could be anything, but what's something that sticks in your mind? Um, probably one of them was our first trip to Fiordland together. Yeah. And we'd hunted, so we were hunting a bush... A coastal bush block yeah. and we busted up to the tops it, we'd had some pretty shitty weather and we busted up to the tops and came actually out of the monkey scrub into the tops and it was clear yeah. and that that first because that was the first time i'd been in field yeah. tops it was like yeah that's pretty cool yeah you know and sharing that and i took a photo of him just standing there and yeah it's a picture of a photo just you know that's just, pretty awesome because the amount of stuff you guys have shot yeah to have not even a harvest not, it's not even a kill or anything in yeah. that moment. I reckon that's pretty. That shows you what New Zealand's got to offer. Yeah, and another one, I guess. He's he shot a nice red deer there a few years ago, and he hunted that bastard for a week, pretty mm. much. And yep. you know, we'd come back to the truck. He's like, I just got to get back up there and hunt that sucker. Yeah, and yeah, I missed him. And the second then, day in <laughs> over his back. And, yeah, so it was personal after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know. We were there with Warney, and I'd shot a nice red, and he'd shot a nice fellow, so we're sort of kicking around camp. Yeah. And then, yeah, the big fella walks back in with this bloody 
massive rack. It's like pisser. Got you in. know, yeah, done it. Well done. So. It's like a team effort then. Oh, it? absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Just sharing other people's success is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Paul? Mm, I was going to say that the big red e-shot on that same trip. Yeah. Yeah. Like 15-pointer, like big animal and, you know... Can, well, yeah, he got him on the radio and he's like, oh, I shot this one, like right over the other side of the property from where we were, buddy, where the Damn car was sort of thing. And he's like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get him out of here. I'm in a hole. And so, yeah, and like I was, I was way over to buggery and I think Warney. So we're like, right, oh, well, we'll just start making our way up to you and we'll get to you when we can and we'll help you do what you, and just that moment. Because then you're just, you're punching up the hill like, yeah. Yes, Maxie, buddy, got a good one. You pisser, you just want to get there and yeah. share the moment with him, you know? Like, yeah, don't yeah. miss out on it. Yeah, and probably the other one was his first, his first tar yeah. that he shot. Yeah, it was cool. Like, we'd hiked up onto the tops and we'd sort of looked over into this head basin and there was probably half a dozen bulls all feeding down in the bottom of it and it was we couldn't get in there without, well, there was no cover. And it was kind of like a bowl, so they would have just seen us coming in from everywhere. And we're just sort of sitting there just thinking, oh, just, like, how good is this? We're just watching bulls do their thing. And then the fog starts rolling in, and we're just sitting there going, oh, fucking fog, you know, just, what, you know. And then I, don't, I think Maxie said, this could be all right. If, this, if we get a white out here, we know where they are. We're just, bloody, give us the cover to get down there. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the fog rolled in, it was that thick, and then, and then we're shimmying down, and it's like, Cause we we went from having literally zero chance, and then oh fog rolls in. Yeah, we might be twenty percent now. Yeah. And then we got down and there and it just the lay of the land and the fog just cleared and then we could just see one bedded, and I'm like, big boulder there, bit of a creek there. Oh, we're at sixty percent now. Like yeah, you know, and I saw right. I just sat back and then the fog would roll in and I couldn't see Mark and I couldn't see the tar, and then it'd sort of clear a bit. Oh, he's crawling <laughs> up the water like literally in the water to get down enough to crawl around and it's freezing cold but he's crawling up the river i'm like yeah righto and then it's like shit he's close like it you know well he's got to be 50 like this is we're in with the show here and then the fog rolls in and then i just hear whack you beauty like and i'm like (laughs) yeah it's like it was like the movie that suddenly the tv went fuzzy and I'm like, duh, right at the bloody, <laughs> you know, three minutes to go in the footy game. But then it was like, you bloody beauty, you know. Like, it mm. was just one of those ones that we never had it, you know, did not there deserve There was zero to, chance. Yeah, there. you know, like, we would, they had us all that. They were in a good spot. Yeah. And then we just made it happen, made it work, just from making good calls and taking your chances. And, and he's a lot, you know, if he's within 40 yards or something and gets a shot, it's in it, trouble. It's in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm at forty yards. It's, it's not a done deal. Like, What's you shooting that recurve yesterday? You're sweet. Yeah, but you didn't see the thirty-five other shots I had before. Like, yeah, it only, uh, only takes one, doesn't it? So, <laughs> but yeah, like that. Just that was a pretty cool moment. We both got a photo with it, you know, and it, that was good. And that was like that was a, yeah, we we must be all right at this game moment, yep. you know, like yeah. well, we deserve that one. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't lucky. It was a bit of luck, but. We made our own luck there. That's effort. That's yeah. exactly right. I reckon I'm a big believer of that now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Some of this bigger stuff, we'll, we'll have a good chat about last night with pressures and all this. So I, I, I still reckon you make that luck. Oh, like, yeah. Um, and whether some you finish it off or whatever, but... Yeah, some blokes are just... Everyone says, oh, buddy, you know, Gen Z's arsey. But 
Jensie's not arsy. He he's he's putting put himself. puts himself in that position where if something good walks out, he's on it. And yep. you know, he's just just reads the game well, reads the country and the weather and everything, and he just knows where he should be yep. to put himself in that chance. What? Um, how many times have you guys done New Zealand now? Oh, I've done two Fjordlands and four Tar slash Chamois. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few more. Probably fifteen trips, I think. Oh shit. Yeah, four Fjordland trips, and but a few of them have been like I did six weeks over there and yep. Fjordland Tar, and then up to the North Island for the Seeker with a couple of Chamois. Yeah. That's the other beauty of it. So yeah, much. You don't, so yeah. much over there. Haven't even started talking fishing yet. No, that's right. Jeez. Yeah. I think we got you're gonna have to get over there then. Yeah. Yeah. He's pumped now. Yeah. Do it before they buddy start changing everything. Change the government again and start killing all hmm. critters. It's always something it's never it never you know, it's always a finish of something good, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to seize the seize the day. Yeah, definitely. Do you see turkeys around where you Uh <laughs> yeah, we shot at North Island there's quite a few. There is on the South Island as well, but yeah, I've shot we shot a couple with Dan Pete over there. Yeah, it was good fun. Old Chef Chambers over here was thinking about food already. <laughs> hey? <laughs> Man can't cook. Oh, unreal. Hey? But, um, I mean, well, you've taken uh, you've taken the, slam, the South Pacific Slam, haven't you? Yeah. What was the last animal on that? White tail. Well, that's understandable, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be close too, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've got a few to go. I haven't shot. I've got a hoggy. Mm. What have I got? Hoggy, seeker, white tail. Oh, through the easiest ones. Probably need a, <laughs> probably need an upgraded. Like I've shot a buff cow, but not a, not cool. a buff bull. But I'll sort that out in yeah. May this year, nice. hopefully. Um, yeah, a handful, close enough to be thinking about it. Yeah. And probably you know, I tick the Fjordland Wapley box, so that's probably the that's one of awesome. the toughest to. Yeah. And he, you know, he's not by no means a purebred, but he's bloody close enough. Uh, you shot one yeah. in there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll just, yeah. I don't, look, I'm not a numbers person or anything like that. I don't mean it by any way, but to me, the experiences that are involved in all that, and mm. I, know, I know the time and effort that you guys have to put into that, mm. um, that's what impresses me. Um, I mean, yeah, it's great to see all that, but knowing what you guys got to do in behind the scenes to get that shit done, mm. and I mean, yeah, a couple of short, but knowing that you've tried and been there and experienced it all, like I think that's the amount of stories that come out of that is incredible. Yeah, and it's a different... It's a bit of a different game, like, you know, you do a Cape trip or you go out west and you're like, I'm taking 20 arrows and there's a fair chance I'm going to come home with none, you know, or, you know, yep, if you get up the Cape, you know, par, if you're in good country, par is two balls a day each, mm -hmm. or two good opportunities on, that's sort of what we've mm -hmm. figured out, you know, yep. so if there's four of you and you're there for a week, you're shooting 50 or 60, mm -hmm. like, whereas in New Zealand you go for two weeks you take a dozen arrows because there's a fair chance you'll fall over and break a quiverful. Yep. But you're after one critter, you know, and you shoot one critter and that's what a trip, yep. you know. So it's that, yeah, it's just that, Not. I'm not saying it's any better than those other hunts. No. Just different. It's just different. Different experience. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Expectations different too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dead, dead yeah. right. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about being out west now. We're talking about a bit of country that we've hopefully got into and... You know, your eyes sort of pop up. It's like, oh, I wonder where that is. Because I think it's the stories that you remember from that country. Oh, and absolutely. that's why you want to go and hit it again. It's like, mm. oh, I remember what that was like. Um, how do you go? We, we spoke about this last night, and by the time we got into this, we'd, we'll caught a few down. But we're talking about stresses on hunts. Are you guys past that point? 
about like putting the pressure on yourself about success? Um, have you found it in a different way or has it always been a bit about the adventure? I think, well, for me, it's not, the stress isn't whether I'm going to shoot it or not, not shoot one or not, um, because it's it's about the experience for me, yeah, definitely. And that's why... It's cliche, but it's it's not. It, it is genuinely... Yeah, it is. And that's why I've never done a guided hunt, like, ever. Yep. Because it's, I, that just, for me, would the experience wouldn't be mine. It would be someone else's manipulating that experience you know and i'm nothing against blokes who do don't no. get me wrong but just not my deal like i want to try and figure it out by myself and it's not just the the trip you do it's the six months of talking to blokes and researching and figuring out what's going on and mm. researching as much as you can so when you get there you've got a bit of idea about what's going to be happening and completely blind it's yeah yeah you're not just relying on someone else to hold your hand and go you go, oh, I'm two weeks out from me, whatever hunt, my guided hunt. And I'd be like, well, what homework have you done? Mm. And uh, most blokes would be like, oh, I'll book me plane ticket and I'm shooting me bow. Yeah. Whereas if you're going over there, you're, doing air you're two weeks out, you're like, well, we've done all this research. I've, I've, we've got maps, we've got all this. We think we're going to probably camp here. And you're just so much more invested in it. Mm. So when you do shoot, when that, you pull that off... To me, I get so much more out of it because I'm so much invested in it. Yep. So, but having said that, I'm not putting pressure on myself when it comes to that shot on that animal because I've got so much invested in it. Because once you've missed it, like I've missed a pretty awesome trophy room's worth of critters. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty good at missing stuff. So once you've done that so many times, you just you're like, well, at least I got a shot at it. Yeah. Like I was seven eighths of the way there. Yeah. I had him. I researched it. I did everything right, and it just didn't play the game. You just yeah, you just weren't just final. But on these big guided hunts, like if you're twenty grand in on a doll sheep hunt, and that sure. thing stands out at forty, and it's blood on the ground. You've done your tag. That's probably a reason why I. It's a different. I'm not. I different haven't thing. done any of those hunts because I don't know how I'd handle that pressure yeah yeah because mm. it's it if you're doing it all off your own bat and you you miss or whatever you're like no well that's yeah. so be it yeah but yeah if she's yeah i don't know how i'd go yeah. i'd actually um the pre, the pre well, i put a bit of pressure on myself but it's not missing a shot like there's been probably two examples where i've missed a few animals and really got the shits and mm-hmm. walked back into camp tripping over my lip like big time and one of them was in New Zealand I missed a nice I had a a nice 12 inch bull in the monkey scrub and you know he was 30 40 yards downhill and he was bedded and I was like I had 20 minutes to get my shit together you know I've just when he stands up I'll lace this bastard and drew back and shot over his back Mm. and then he he hopped and I shot over his back again (laughs) So that, I was a bit shitty about that, and then I missed a nice chamois. I had a chamois buck pop up on the track as we were walking back out, and I shot underneath him. And like, I've before that time, I'd never really dealt with target panic, mate. I couldn't even take a shot at a target butt from 20 yards because I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I've just, I fully lost my shit yeah. that trip. But I did, like, I guess this last trip we did to NZ was a bit of a a realization that. I just wasn't prepared for it. Yep. 
physically, yeah. and that really hurt. Like yeah. I spent quite a bit of time walking around those mountains, pissed off with myself because mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't prioritise getting my body in shape yep. so I could enjoy it. And I knew, like we've done enough trips over there to know if you go over underdone, it's just pain. Yeah. But it, like this was proper pain, mm. and just makes the doesn't make it enjoyable. So yeah. that sort of pressure on myself to get myself where I need to be to make it enjoyable yep. more than freaking out and missing shots. And yeah. Like right. there's been a handful of animals that I've drawn back on and just couldn't tell you what happened. Like just shaky and didn't know where I had the pin and you just hope that you, you know, your psyche kicks in and you get it done. But um, yeah, the more the pressure around planning or that sort of that yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel definitely the the self like getting yourself ready like you know physically because I think some of the earlier hunts that I did locally and like if I just had to know what I know now about how much easier things are made mm. uh, and what you can spend your energy on once you, that part's done yeah jeez I wish I'd love to rewrite a few of them stories I've got to yeah. be honest and uh, sometimes like in when you're doing big hunts in big country it's yes it's physical preparation but it's also mental preparation yeah. huge like this last trip I was just so busy with life going over that you know, probably needed two or three days just to sit on the hill and just yep. get back to it, you get, know. Catch your breath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. in a weird way. I mean, that's, we said it last night, you know, I was talking about, well, my 2018 and, you know, it was pretty much, it's two trophies on the wall would have changed a whole nother, but then you've got to sit back and look at it. I don't know if, if that had to happen, mm. would I look at 2018 the same, you know, mm. and, and I learned a lot out of it and I think it's given me more drive where, I've got some stuff that I've got to prove myself, if that makes sense. Mm. So if I had been successful on both of them, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was done. That was cool. And, you know, awesome photo to show for it, blah, blah, blah. But mm. the drive that's given me now. So I think it's different how everyone sort of finds a little... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's why we do what we do. We do things hard, the hard way. Mm. And that's just because that's what's in our blood, I think, mm. as, as bow hunters. But if it's all about the trophy, you wouldn't be carrying a bow. Nah, you couldn't. You couldn't, I don't think. Mm. You do your head in real quick, mm. I think. Yeah. What's on the goal wish list for you, Benny? My biggest one is um Rocky Mountain Goat. Oh, Number one. The big white man. Mm. I've seen one when I was over in Canada and I wanted it. How do you feel in your line up to, to Canada? Like you obviously you you a moose tag, yeah? Yeah, moose and elk. Yeah. You know, the lead up to that one, I mean that was that was sort of looking at the organised part. Like what was the um, what was the thing for you on that one? Yeah, was it just pretty butcher, good style and all? Pretty much, well, we went butcher, so there was a lot of froth leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that we're was talking about Benny Solaris here, if everyone uh, doesn't know who butchers. Right, so yeah, there was um, there was many of froth conversations over it, and yeah, it was pretty good lead up to it. Um, but yeah, you're talking about the pressure of the of the money side. That was a big pressure for me. Yep. Like I was, I reckon I was. Exhausted before I even got there. Yeah, interesting. Because it yep. was probably we probably um because you know Jane come as well. She had a moose and a mule deer tag. Mm-hmm. So big trip. Yeah. So we um we were fifteen k into it, mm-hmm. and you walk away with nothing if you don't use what it is. Yeah. So yeah, and Benny shot and lost one. That was his his done. So then the pressure was even more mm. on me because. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it was like, okay, well, that's him done. So there was, like, the realisation is that, far out. Like, You're up. 
Yeah, and and you you only get one opportunity, so and you got it done on the last last afternoon of day fifteen. Well, wow. so that's um, awesome. I, mean, I cried. Yeah, I, my emotions were just. I thought it was done. I mean, we just done fifteen grand, and it was a good experience. And that's what you know. Jane was saying to me, it's um, you know. We walked around the bush. We've seen a few critters. It's it's all good. Don't you know, they don't, had the experience. Yeah, don't mm. stress about it. it you know, it is what it is. The money's will come back and we'll do it again. And then to get it on that last hour, that mm. last, I was like, holy shit, what just happened? The dreams like, come true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's um a lot of pressure. I don't reckon I could do a, you know, those. If, you know, we we're talking last night about a forty grand sheep. Oh, I don't know how I'd go on that. Unless something just popped up in front of me and you didn't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. bang. Not bad, but Instinct if I had to stalk it, yeah, if you had to stalk it and then take the shot, all I'd be thinking would, if I miss this, I'm 40k down. Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting because I don't think you'll know until you do it. Yeah, that's right. And I think there's only going to be half the people who are going to go, you know what, I'm going to have to just drop the coin and go and try. Yeah. Mm. How did you go? Like, yeah, I struggled. Yeah. Did you? I yeah. mean, it's... As much as we say it's about adventure and, and I cannot, like, that adventure was unbelievable, especially Alaska was just, you know, everything we ever dreamt of as a kid, you know, I was, you know, watching DVDs, you know, but there's, it's going to harvest something, like, going to hunt something is while we're there, yeah, you know, right. so when you don't get that, there still is that little missing piece, there yeah. is that still little missing piece of the puzzle, it is only minute, don't get me wrong, but I always kind of felt like until, I said this last night, until I spoke to my wife when I got back to with a with sat phone, mm. I felt like a letdown. Like, I felt like that I hadn't done my part because everything else was perfection. Yeah. You know, the boys got it all on film. Um, the guy was... Joe was ridiculously good. Like, you know, everything he did was just one, you know, professional and just a legend to go with. Like, just a top just dude to be camp. Yeah. And just for me, all I had to do was just, just that last little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, it would have been a whole other story. But... And that's when it comes back to, like, you know, I think with us in... in maturing as, as the more experiences get bigger and hunter, hunting and those kind of things I think you learn to okay so I've got to use that fuel to drive me for something new so now it's like I'm going to go and get a freaking goat mm-hmm. like I just want to I'm just going to go and get it done now like mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's, it's changed from like I want this big wonderful experience which I've got there's and yeah. some yeah. to you know you're talking about coming out of the clouds and just going yeah, I got that. Like yeah. just sitting there, just going, this place is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. and everywhere you turn, mm. like, you know, you, and you, I guess you kind of maybe unconsciously think that that fifteen grand, you, that was the animal, you're buying the animal, but yeah, you're not. No, nah. that fifteen grand, you know, what what's a trophy fee might be, buddy, whatever it is, three or four grand. Yeah, well, that's that the helpful. bit that's yeah. buying the animal. The other eleven. Is the experience you've yeah. got all that, yeah. you know? So you you kind of it's unconsciously yeah. you're probably going oh I've just I've done fifteen grand. Yeah. Well, yeah. you haven't. You've just done your tag. Yeah. You've, mm-hmm. you've got everything else. Yeah. 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 And, and when I took that shot, like in, in all honesty, I didn't even like in that moment when that moose came out of that bush, I didn't even think twice about the money. It wasn't. It was it. just I got a job to do. That's like Get just yeah. focus here. Yeah. And I think that's that probably happened like that. Then. Yeah. yeah. More people than not would. You know, you just. You're in the game. You just yeah. you just stalk on the critter. Yeah, it's been out that little switch, that automatic. You didn't know you made that switch, but that switch, I think, that comes into experience. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, for me, I guess 
if I if I can go for a week on a big hunt or you know do any sort of hunt wherever it is, as long as I've felt like I've played the game as best as I could and got opportunities, like as long as I go if I go to New Zealand and get two or three red hot opportunities, it doesn't it doesn't worry me if I don't get one. Yep. You know, like I've put me, I've played eighty percent of that yeah, game yep. to to get there. Played it well. Yeah. But it's different, isn't it? Because you know that if you don't get one, you'll have a crack next time. Mm. Yeah. Whereas if it's a... Once in a lifetime. Yeah, you know, like it, it's a Marco Polo sheep or something like you just you just will not, yeah. you know, or you've, you've burnt 25 years worth of points on a... Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Yeah. Like desert like, sheep or something, you know. It just changes the game a bit, doesn't I've it? I've been yeah. on another guide as well where I paid like eight grand, and which is like a lot less than... And it was after the 15 grand hunt. I paid eight grand on it, but the pressure that the guide put on me oh, to get it done, and and like was saying about, you know, if you draw blood, that's it, blah blah blah. So things like that 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 also put a lot of pressure on it as well. Whereas the, I think the guide can, mm. can loot the attitude. Yeah, the so. attitude of the guide or whatever can can lift the pressure or make the pressure as well because they're putting pressure on you. You know, you got to make sure you, you know, if you draw. You draw blood, that's a tag done, so yeah. don't don't lose it or whatever. Yeah. Like that first hunt, he never talked about that yeah, at all. Yeah, so mine was the same. Joe, not until it was the, the, the moment happened, you know, like the goat was lost, you know, it just wasn't hit where it was meant to be hit, and I misread it wrong, completely my fault. Not, you know, none of that ever come up. I, and I knew the rule from hmm. just experience, but none of that come up, and he just, he put it in a way, he's like, you know, it was just, you know, that's it, mate. And, I'm, and I was just like, you know, yeah. I had no idea to that point. But I knew that, like, I hadn't thought about it. And, like, and I was just like, yeah, I know, mate. But what that has come out of that is ridiculous. Like, all except 2019 has come from that moment of being mature about it. And hmm. I guess professional's not the way. But, you know, not to, it's not his fault. He done everything he had to do. Hmm. Um, yeah. But then you've got that flip side where the guide's putting the pressure on you before you even get a chance. You're like, yeah. come on, dude, give me yeah. a... Yeah, like, right, because yeah. I'm already putting pressure on myself. Just, yeah, like, you don't need to add it. Yeah. And you know that's why there's bloody really good guides, and then there's a lot of other blokes, you know. Yep. There's a range of different reasons why they might not be Definitely. the best operator, and that's probably a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about you know, Paul, you said about it a bit earlier not using a guide, and and these are some of the things that it's probably a reason why you wouldn't want to use one. Yeah. You know, if you if you're on your own thing and you you're just working out yourself and you get that opportunity and it goes one way or the other, hmm. it's all you. Yeah. You know? And I I'd probably struggle. I reckon with a with a guide just because I've done twenty five years of making my own calls, yep. or being most of it with Maxi where we've we're so similar. A good guide will let you do you make your own yeah. calls. Yeah, like so I'd have to yeah I'd be I'd probably struggle a bit if I got a guy who was just used to taking blokes out that just want to be led around because yep. I'd be just get the yeah. animal in front of me. Yeah, That's you know, like I'd way. be you stay here, bud. I'm yep. yeah. Yeah. And I found, like, when we were in Canada, if it wasn't for me opening my mouth saying, like, can we do this, we wouldn't have got the moose yeah. in the end because, you know, I think they, over there anyway, they only hunt, like we were talking about last night, they only hunting very little. Six, eight weeks at best. Yeah, and then we are hunting 12 months a year. Yeah. Mm. So we're getting a lot more, I don't know, just bush time. the animal. Yeah, mm. bush time. So you're like, where, you know, we'd, we'd quad biked in an hour, we'd walked another hour, and he wanted to continue walking. I'm thinking to myself, fuck, we're already in the middle of nowhere. We don't need to keep going to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Nothing pushed him any further. Mm. Yeah. So I just said, can we, like, this just looks good to me. Can we just have a call here? And he's like, oh, if, if you want to. And 
So yeah, he had one call and moose called out. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, so, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tip me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. So what, uh, I mean, I know we spoke about Colorado. You guys are going to hit some mule deer hopefully this year. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, is there any, apart from mule, is there anything big on your list? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not the norm that everyone talks about, but is there anything out there that you think you know might be a little bit different that you're going to go and try, or um, yeah, you start ticking off a few oh, American things? I'd like to get a hoggy just yep. to tick that, yeah. just to tick the box. But it's you know more to tick the box than to real that I have a drive to hunt those critters. Yeah, it's just because you know we've always been thinking about the six and mm. that that sort of thing. Interesting though, like when you get down there and you start hunting them. Yeah, they're a cool critter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I'm hooked on the samba. I've done those yeah. couple of hunts with Josh Rogers and yeah, they're cool. Man, I'm just. There hasn't been a better time to chase the samba well, than now. Like, the numbers are ridiculous. I think it's the closest thing I can find. Like talking about mules, I think that's. I think it's our Australian version of that high country. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that's maybe I don't know if that's the reason. It's you know, mm. it's you know, float me boat sort of thing. But mm. just cool country and they're mm. big and they're they're freaking sneaky yeah crazy numbers now like yeah Yeah. i lived in albury for 18 months oh two oh three and i reckon i hunted every weekend or nearly every weekend and i reckon i saw 20 samba the whole time like total in 18 months now if you don't see 20 samba in a day you're like that's shit yeah yeah in some spots i'm in the wrong spot just ridiculous and i was hunting the same country that guys are hunting now and seeing seven or eight in the morning every day like just I don't well, know. I was only there just the other month. And I, That's right, I forgot about that. And Dave said to me, he goes, mate, you, you're going to think you're in fellow country where we're going. And I got the, the, the rub trees there, oh, it looked like you're in fellow deer country. Yeah, every right. second tree was rubbed out. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? And I said yeah. to the guy, are there fellow ears? like, no, no, there's no fellow ears. It's just Samba. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you both, or you've got, you're a Samba? Yep. 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 Yeah, only a little fellow, but. All the yeah. time for an upgrade. Oh, absolutely. Hey? Absolutely. But no, not a, apart from that, you know, muleys and an elk probably are yep. on the list. Like I'm not, don't have a burning desire to hunt sheep or any yep. of them. Maybe an ibex. Yep. Or something like a proper Asian, Asian ibex. They're be, cool. That'd be good for the yep. experience. Yep. More probably for the country than the critter. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. No massive outlandish goals well I mean I think the thing is too like not having outlandish goals makes a lot of the other goals more achievable too so you know you make them too big there I don't think you'd take on the other ones as much if that makes sense but yeah it's hard to go past your home stuff especially you know get new country Mm. and oh yeah you know follow that up yeah Um, I said um, you're going to ask each other but what's your own memorable hunts and Ben will ask you too you can start actually what's your number one hunt that sort of sticks in your mind it doesn't have to be your own but it doesn't have to be a harvest but what's one that you've done a fair few now but um, what's that moment that sort of sticks in your mind yeah that moose for me just I don't know that last day the whole yeah just whole story and I cried because I just the emotions that went through my body were just phenomenal yeah so that was you know and yeah Jane uh, Jane spent every day you know we were out for 15 hours a day she was by my side every day, so she put in big effort. We put, it was a big effort. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just to nail it on that last afternoon, that last hour, 
just I don't know, just something. Couldn't have dreamed of it yeah, turning yeah. out any better than that. And I've given up. I've not given up, but I just come to the like Jane and I spoke about it the day before, like, all right, yep, yeah, it's it's over, just yeah. just enjoy. You're preparing it. yourself yeah. for the disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And then next minute like and it happened like within twenty minutes. We oh, had shit. the call and I shot the ball. It was like what what just happened? Probably couldn't have wrote that better. No, that's right. right. And and yeah, it was just a just a really memorable thing. But it makes me wonder if the if the pressure of the money and all that kind of stuff wasn't there. You know, how would that have like you still would have been stoked that you smacked one, but mm. if you hadn't have put yourself through that then to finally get that like wow moment, like, you know, it sort of would have stick in your mind as much, you know what I mean? So Yeah, maybe I Pretty bloody awesome big critter. Oh, like, I mounted that one and it's a wrestle. Like, <laughs> they're big. It, yeah. You don't realise until you get to see one. And I didn't even see the animal, just the cape, you know. Like, yeah. They're just yeah. super-sized. It was good. With, like, yeah. Butcher was there as well. So Butcher was, um, he was on the other side. Like So we both sort of set up. So the guide set us up in sort of two different little areas for, to see where the moose come out. And yep. So Butcher was sort of like 80 metres away. And, he, and the bull just came out right near me. And I slammed him. So... Butcher was there as well, so when he come over, you know, he's he's always good value to have there because he frosts over. <laughs> he frosts hard. Takes so. excitement to the yeah. next yeah. level. So, you know, it's, it's um that was part of the experience as well. And then we got we didn't get back. So by the time we cut it up and got back to camp, everyone was asleep because it was 2.30 in the morning or yeah. something like that. So 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So we woke everyone up because, you know, we had, the, um, we had some of the meat and some of the the cape and the awesome. in the head there so it was just a massive big frost for two days but yeah that's unreal mm. that's cool maxi probably the whoppity in fjordland yeah when i got that that's done cool. that was pretty sweet had yeah. like three encounters with him before i finally killed him awesome so yeah sort of they were roaring and we'd done it at the year before so we had a game plan and yeah executed it fairly well so Sort of snuck in the first afternoon we got up there and he came in. Paul was behind me roaring and I just sort of got in and he came in and circled around me and I could, like, he was long and stuff and I was like, oh, he hasn't really got big tops. So I didn't, I kind of half passed him and then, yeah, he winded and sort of took off and I stalked in on him again and he was, got riding close, like, I was calling at him and he, he was just smashing this tree, you know, like 10 yards and he was side on and I just went long like length and had a shot and just smack crack and I'm like oh forward I think you know <laughs> had a, like a broad head and about an inch of bloody carbon yeah and yeah so he, he went around and then yeah got on to him the next morning and um yeah got him real rolled up and he he, get, he came in looking for a fight and I shot him at 10 yards front on awesome like rubbing him and he was and it's like oh yeah and just laced him and he went 50 yards and fell over in sight oh, and that was just like but yeah, the, that the bush is so thick on that side yeah. Yeah. you unless they're at 10 yards yeah, so you, yeah like it's up close and personal it's really oh, so good, yeah. roaring it just going ape shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we timed it pretty well that year they were roaring really well weren't they like yeah and we kind of worked out too that you know the year before we'd been like one of us would stay back and roar and the other one would try and sneak in or we'd try and get them coming and that didn't work really well, did it? Yeah. It was like, you know, if you roared and moved at them and like then really, yeah, challenged them and 
just thrashing trees and making sure, like making, you sort of got into just 70, 80 yards and then they just went right. You could just hear the change in the pitch of their yep. oar and they're, oh, I'm going to come and she's on, you know. Do you think that was, um, break that down a bit, but do you think that was like on a day-to-day basis that they were going to, you could be that aggressive or do you think that's just how they are in there? I think that's just how they are in that thick bush. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's because it's so thicker they can't see each other until it, they, they come for a look because they've got to get so close to go, oh, I'm bigger than you. Yeah. Or, you know, so yeah. they have pump, to be... Or pump up because mm. yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, because it's not yeah. like, oh, I'm watching you from 100 come down the hill. Yeah, piss off. You know, yeah. and the little bloke goes, oh, shit, I'm out. Yeah, that is they, it's like, right, and the, the closer they get together, the more they're like, like a rah, you know. <laughs> And yep. so when they do, that's why they're so aggressive because they have cool. to be to, because it's on. Once you can see each other, you're here to it's there. Already, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, they're so already into it. They've got to be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it makes a really good hunt. Like, it's hard. It's really hard on that coastal side and the weather's shit, but the roaring action is yeah, awesome. Yeah, and, exactly the, you know, the quality of wops is probably not there. A lot of them are hybrid reds. Yeah. Yeah, but I still think there's an. I saw one big fella there, like he had plenty of whop in him, you know. They and they don't get seen, they don't get shot early. Yeah. So they could. I still reckon those coastal blocks where they might get That's that. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, they might get that 50-inch bull there. Rookie question: Are they a bugle or is it a roar? Oh, it depends. Yeah. Yeah, and the same stag. It depends what you like. If you roar at him, you might roar back. If you bugle at him, you might bugle back. Yeah, it's everything we heard everything from like one night there was this one screeching and i said to maxi i'm back in montana well that is that's, that's mickey mouse world, that yeah. one and and then we heard full red what happened are you allergic <laughs> medic oh jeez we've got to go to hospital he allergic oh he did he's got a well, that's the first for the podcast, mate. Someone got yeah. stung by a bee. <laughs> oh, you good? You're not going to faint or anything, are you? Don't waste your ice in the air, Scooter. Can you give us 10 minutes? <laughs> We're nearly there. Yeah, but, yeah. So there's, and there's everything in between. It's like, some start high and end low, some start yeah, right. low and end low. It's pretty cool. And it, and the good thing is, you can get away with being a really shit-ass Aurora. It, because there's everything. Anyway. Yeah, you can... Yeah basically just yodel at them and it might sound <laughs> like yeah so which works pretty good yeah. oh jimmy's up again <laughs> yeah so, yeah uh, that's awesome so that was definitely that's, that's a whole lot yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure there's some close seconds but that one stands out that's it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where you might be the what yeah Walk big bull yeah 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 just because it's the hardest it's the hardest place in south pacific so. is that what might yeah the country's what's making it hard yeah it's a it's a weather it's yep. the country yeah, like, and I, we'd done those trips on the coast, and then I sort of wanted to hunt the primo blocks. And back when we went, you could hunt them early before the before the ballot period. Mm-hmm. So they closed the hunting at the close the ballot area at the start of March. But yeah, so in February, sort of mid February is when they rub out. Mm-hmm. So you could you could go in and and hunt them early. Yep. They kind of frowned upon because. Um, you're shooting them before they've had a chance to breed. Yeah, right. On. And but I want, you know, the main well, couple of the reasons why I wanted to go early was because it's hard to draw the glaze knock. You know, it's hard to draw those primo blocks. Yeah. I already had another hunt I wanted to do in the rut, yep. so that February was 
a time that I that suited me. Yep. And I just wanted to walk up the glaze knock and spend a night in the rock bivy and, you know. Not worried. Uh, yeah, have a look at the Edith Saddle because I'd read every book there is about Fiordland and every story and talk to blokes. So you know every little bit of country's got a name in that yep. core area. I just wanted to go and experience it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I went with Pat and Joseph Peter from New Zealand, young oh. bloke. And um, we made some pretty good calls. Like the weather was forecast was rubbish, and we went across the lake on the boat. And the the boat guys actually rang us and said, like the day before, and said, "Do you, you know, have you seen the forecast? We're just ringing, you know, do you still want to go?" And so we had a yarn about it, and we we knew we wanted to walk up the glaze knock. And there's only one, like on the true right of the glaze knock, there's only the Henderson Burn okay. that flows into it. So yep. we. We had a talk and we're like, well, it hasn't started raining yet. It's going to come in tomorrow. As long as we can get over the Henderson Burn, we can get most of the way up the river without having to cross another river. Because that's a, you get stranded between two creeks. You might be there for three to four days right. waiting for it to come down enough. So we're like, let's go. We knew that the weather, we were going to have six days of shit weather and probably not get a hunt, but we're like, we're let's do it because mm. we're in there. So And that was a good call because like we got to the Glazenock Hut and there was other guys that had come back to the hut that had been up there, and they came back because the forecast was shit, and they're like, what are you doing? They're like, <laughs> you look smart. Yeah, but it meant that we, you know, when the weather broke and we knew we had two days of good weather, we were, in there. We were a day and a half ahead of anyone else that was walking up, because you can't chop her in there, you've got to walk. So we knew that as soon as we could, the weather came good, we were there, and the stags would be coming out because they just had six days of shit. Shut down. And that's basically exactly what happened. Yeah, yep. the weather was good, and we, we hiked up out of the head of the Glazenock under um, Allskin Pass and camped there, and then I went one way, the boys went the other. I was, so I was by myself, and I said, I'll meet you back down at the hut in, like, three days. And, um, yeah, walked up around. And there was quite a few bulls, like, they were still just rubbed out, so I was mobbed up in the tussock. I was just about to ask you, what, yeah. what are they sort of doing at that Yeah, point? in the head basins and up in the tussock, which is cool to see, because I'd only hunted in the bush, and you just don't mm. glass them. Yeah, like. there's no visual thing. Yeah, it's just, so that was cool, and came into this big open basin, like, just looking down, oh, there's four shitters there, and then looked down, oh, there's a couple of good ones down there, and I was way up above them, and it was, like, midday, and then they bedded in a spot, I'm like, oh, I can get down there, and the wind was pumping, thermals were pumping good, and yeah, I got into like 27 yards from him, just see his antlers, and I was there for an hour and a half, waiting for him to stand oh. up, and, he, and the wind was good, and, and it got, was getting later and later, and I'm like, oh, because when, you know, the wind might, and he stood up, turned around and sat down again, I didn't, just didn't get a shot, I'm like, fuck, that was my chance, he might, he might not get up till dark now, and it started getting later, and the it getting cooler and the shade was coming over. I'm thinking these thermals are going to start sucking. Yeah. yeah, so I did the old throw the rock over his head trick to get him to stand up, and it worked treat. He just yeah. stood up looking at the rock and not slammed him from 20, oh. 26 yards. But just that experience, like, because oh, yeah, that was the pinnacle. I'm like, okay, it's definitely not Yeah, and I'm been here for an hour and a half within 27 yards of a whoppity bull, like. Yeah. That shit doesn't happen. Like, yeah, <laughs> so it was cool. And then, the, you know, the effort to carry the cape and the head out. Yeah, it's a big mission. She's so a big, yeah, that big was hall. and just cause, like that. That was me sort of fortieth day in Fiordland, like over four trips. So that's a fair bit of effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and man. just to get like he's he's thirteen pointer. He's not overly long, so he's not a monster, but he's, he's my monster. Yeah, like, yeah. just a 
just how it happened. It was unreal, you know. So is the bug still there for you boys to get back in there? Uh, or is the... Is we, put, we still put in for the ballot. And I suppose that pulls Yeah, and they've shut down there. all that early hunting now. There's no... You can't go in pre-ballot now. Okay. Which is sort of... Just means yeah. that you can go in after the ballot, but it'll be tent city. Yeah. So I think, you know, we'll keep putting in mm. for that good box. I'd, I want to go back to try and get him a good one. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have a a real passion to sh- upgrade because I'm happy. I think that's what, how you should do it with, with that story. With the I mean, that's yeah. That's and just that, that you should be, they should be managed in a way that if you are gonna, if you're happy to shoot one, that's the one you shoot. Yeah. You shouldn't go back next year and try and shoot a bigger one, you know, like, cause that's the only way they're going to come back and get good. cracking big yeah. heads as if people hold off shooting the ones that they're, Oh yeah, he looked pretty good. So I shot him. He's, was he the one? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I seen a big one yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Oh, I'm going to go and have a hunt tomorrow. Like it should be, you get one what. That's you it. Know, and it's it's pure trophy hunting, like, yep. and that's the way it should be. That's the only way it can be, if they expect to the quality to. And they're yeah, being managed like it's it's great. Well, they're it's doing a, ballot, a great a job. System, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Wapiti Foundation, like, they're in a national park, pretty like, you know, sort of vulnerable ecosystems yeah. but they're like the government's letting them manage those yeah, so deer in there so that's a big thing big in itself thing. and yep. you're allowed to go and do it mm. so we could learn a few things off how oh. they're doing it over there yeah. over here oh, there's another let's not go down there well. that's a wombat hole and a rabbit <laughs> hole yeah. anyway yeah but yeah I'd, I'd like to go back to see Mark try and get Maxie a good one or someone else yeah yeah there's not too many blokes I'd probably hunt in Fjordland with just because it's Hard, so hard you got to be with the right guy it's a mental mm. more mental and physical because it's yeah. so just it's, it's harsh. thick and steep yeah and the, and the weather you're just wet for you're wet the whole days. time even when it's not raining the bush is wet yep like it's yeah it's brutal it's brutal but mm. it's good like it's rewarding because did we just talk you back out of new zealand yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, yeah it's not something you should do straight, straight up, up. Mm. Yeah. work your way into it yeah but I'd yep. certainly, yeah, I'd like to get into that core. Mm. If you, yeah, that, that core, core area in in the bugle when they were bugling, that oh. would be something else. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be unreal. And yeah. now there is those chances. Last year they shot two there that were high forty inch long, fifteen pointers. You know, like three hundred and forty sort of Jeez. big. They're getting mm. big animals, and one of them was only four and a half years old. No way. Yeah, like, that thing at seven or eight. Mm. Oh, and they'll get there. Oof. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, cool. that'd be mine, just for the effort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. So what does 29 and 2019 have for you guys? Big Colorado Muley. Yep. Nice elk. Yeah, we're turned 40 this year, so that's our, our birthday present to each other. We're going to America, yeah. That's cool. Maxie's going to come up and we'll chase a buffalo around. Yeah few little yeah. things in between yeah might yeah. do just might do usual. a week down here yep. over the rut and over just try and suss it out what's going on yep. hopefully it's had, had a bit of rain yeah that's going to be the biggest thing in that mm. i couldn't believe the strip like just yeah amazing halfway out here is beautiful yeah. and, you know for, mm. for what it is knee deep yeah, grass time, yeah, and then the rest is rubbish nothing like yeah. just turns the bear bear dirt benny what about you mate what are you up to this year um i got hog deer booked in again for april first april Chittle next week. Chittle next week. Oh, tonight. Yeah, tonight. So we've got Toomba tomorrow. 
Uh, we'll come back here for the week, I reckon. And then I've hopefully buff hunt with Paulie. Oh, yeah. And um, Paul doesn't know about this. He just found out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's Do enough. You about yourself? Uh, moose in September. Hopefully a tag either side of that somewhere. Um, probably just going to try and do a lot more sort of in the hills, just catch up with a few of the boys like Benny McCulloch and that that we we've sort of seen to slip by us the last couple of years. Mm. We're only sort of a couple of hours apart now, and so just try and do you know just a couple of little trips. Um, the rut, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet whether pop over New Zealand for a long weekend or something like that. But access is the same thing, mate. And yeah, whether you take time off to flog yourself to death on a block that you know is not going to produce it's a little bit hard to do with everything else going on so mm-hmm. but um yeah actually no heading yeah, back out west next couple of weeks so that should be good going to uh Warra and a few of the ball population hopefully it's nice and hot out there so mm-hmm. and check a bit of new country out there as well so hopefully there could be some few biannual trips out there that's on some of that good country as we're talking about so yeah hopefully that comes off and that'll pretty much do me and then, who knows what big stuff we'll, find. <laughs> we'll plan for 2020, but yeah. we'll get 2019 out of the way first. So. Mm. But, um, well, boys, I know you guys uh got to take off soon, but thanks so much for the invite. Really appreciate it. Let's mm. come no over. Worries, Always welcome. Have all you boys in one camp, mate. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome and probably a little bit rare in some cases. But, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to jump on the mic. It's not the easiest thing to do. So. That's all good. But, um we're pretty good at talking shit. <laughs> We're on a topic that we know relatively well. Not hunting shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and hopefully we can get this, do this again maybe after the rut or something like that. And yeah, sounds good. And um, we'll do it all again. Debrief. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hunting Camp Down Under. As always, thank you to Hoyt Bow Hunting and XA Mountain Gear for their ongoing support. A little side note, if you guys are any time interested in hunting the States, now I know I talk about it all the time, but if you haven't heard already, I have started a tag application service uh, through the Hunting Camp Down Under website. Uh, please shoot me an email, huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply enter the website and uh, throw your details in there and a, a note will come through to me. Um, if you just want to have a chat about it and you know whether it's just once or... You, you know, once in a lifetime or you want to do something every year like some of us do, please just drop us a line and uh, I'll be more than happy to help you out. So until next time, guys, thank you again and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now.